Letter twenty one of the borough by George Crabbe. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Letter twenty one The Poor of the Borough, Abel Keen now the spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils epistle to timothy abel a poor man teacher of a school of the lower order is placed in the office of a merchant is alarmed by discourses of the clerks unable to reply becomes a convert dresses drinks and ridicules his former conduct the remonstrance of his sister a devout maiden its effect the merchant dies abel returns to poverty unpitied but relieved his abject condition his melancholy he wanders about is found his own account of himself and the revolutions in his mind a quiet simple man was abel keen he meant no harm nor did he often mean he kept a school of loud rebellious boys and growing old grew nervous with the noise when a kind merchant hired his useful pen and made him happiest of accompting men with glee he rose to every easy day when half the labour brought him twice the pay there were young clerks and there the merchant's son choice spirits all who wished him to be one it must no question give them lively joy hopes long indulged to combat and destroy at these they levelled all their skill and strength he fell not quickly but he fell at length they quoted books to him both bold and new and scorned as fables all he held as true such monkish stories and such nursery lies that he was struck with terror and surprise what all his life had he the laws obeyed which they broke through and were not once afraid had he so long his evil passions checked and yet at last had nothing to expect while they their lives in joy and pleasure led and then had nothing at the end to dread was all his priest with so much zeal conveyed a part a speech for which the man was paid and were his pious books his solemn prayers not worth one tale of the admired voltaire's then was it time while yet some years remained to drink untroubled and to think unchained and on all pleasures which his purse could give freely to seize and while he lived to live much time he passed in this important strife the bliss or bane of his remaining life for converts all are made with care and grief and pangs attend the birth of unbelief nor pass they soon with awe and fear he took the flowery way and cast back many a look the youths applauded much his wise design with weighty reasonings o'er their evening wine and much in private twould their mirth improve to hear how abel spake of life and love to hear him own what grievous pains it cost ere the old saint was in the sinner lost ere his poor mind with every deed alarmed by wit was settled and by vice was charmed for abel entered in his bold career like boys on ice with pleasure and with fear lingering yet longing for the joy he went repenting now now dreading to repent 
with awkward pace and with himself at war far gone yet frightened that he went so far oft for his efforts he'd solicit praise and then proceed with blunders and delays the young more aptly passions calls pursue but age and weakness start at scenes so new and tremble when they've done for all they dared to do at length example abel's dread removed with small concern he sought the joys he loved not resting here he claimed his share of fame and first their votary then their wit became his jest was bitter and his satire bold when he his tales of former brethren told what time with pious neighbours he discussed their boasted treasure and their boundless trust such were our dreams the jovial elder cried awake and live his youthful friends replied now the gay clerk a modest drab despised and clad him smartly as his friends advised so fine a coat upon his back he threw that not an alley boy old abel knew broad polished buttons blazed that coat upon and just beneath the watch trinkets shone a splendid watch that pointed out the time to fly from business and make free with crime the crimson waistcoat and the silken hose ranked the lean man among the borough bows his raven hair he cropped with fierce disdain and light elastic locks encased his brain more pliant pupil who could hope to find so decked in person and so changed in mind when abel walked the streets with pleasant mien he met his friends delighted to be seen and when he rode along the public way no beau so gaudy and no youth so gay his pious sister now an ancient maid for abel fearing first in secret prayed then thus in love and scorn her notions she conveyed alas my brother can i see thee pace hoodwinked to hell and not lament thy case nor stretch my feeble hand to stop thy headlong race lo thou art bound a slave in satan's chain the righteous abel turned the wretched cain his brother's blood against the murderer cried against thee thine unhappy suicide are all our pious nights and peaceful days our evening readings and our morning praise our spirits comfort in the trial sent our hearts rejoicing in the blessings lent all that o'er grief a cheering influence shed are these for ever and for ever fled when in the years gone by the trying years when faith and hope had strife with wants and fears thy nerves have trembled till thou couldst not eat dressed by this hand thy mess of simple meat when grieved by fastings galled by fate severe slow past the days of the successless year still in these gloomy hours my brother then had glorious views unseen by prosperous men and when thy heart has felt its wish denied what gracious text hast thou to grief applied till thou hast entered in thine humble bed by lofty hopes and heavenly musings fed then i have seen thy lively looks express the spirit's comforts in the man's distress then didst thou cry exulting yes tis fit tis meet and right my heart that we submit 
and wilt thou able thy new pleasures weigh against such triumphs oh repent and pray what are thy pleasures with the gay to sit and thy poor brain torment for awkward wit all thy good thoughts thou hast them to restrain and give a wicked pleasure to the vain thy long lean frame by fashion to attire that lads may laugh and wantons may admire to raise the mirth of boys and not to see unhappy maniac that they laugh at thee these boyish follies which alone the boy can idly act or gracefully enjoy add new reproaches to thy fallen state and make men scorn what they would only hate what pains my brother dost thou take to prove a taste for follies which thou canst not love why do thy stiffening limbs the steed bestride that lads may laugh to see thou canst not ride and why i feel the crimson tinge my cheek dost thou by night in diamond alley sneak farewell the parish will thy sister keep where she in peace shall pray and sing and sleep save when for thee she mourns thou wicked wandering sheep when youth is fallen there's hope the young may rise but fallen age for ever hopeless lies torn up by storms and placed in earth once more the younger tree may sun and soil restore but when the old and sapless trunk lies low no care or soil can former life bestow reserved for burning is the worthless tree and what o abel is reserved for thee these angry words our hero deeply felt though hard his heart and indisposed to melt to gain relief he took a glass the more and then went on as careless as before thenceforth unchecked amusements he partook and save his ledger saw no decent book him found the merchant punctual at his task and that performed he'd nothing more to ask he cared not how old abel played the fool no master he beyond the hours of school thus they proceeding had their wine and joke till merchant dixon felt a warning stroke and after struggling half a gloomy week left his poor clerk another friend to seek alas the son who led the saint astray forgot the man whose follies made him gay he cared no more for abel in his need than abel cared about his hackney steed he now alas had all his earnings spent and thus was left to languish and repent no school nor clerkship found he in the place now lost to fortune as before to grace for town relief the grieving man applied and begged with tears what some with scorn denied others looked down upon the glowing vest and frowning asked him at what price he dressed happy for him his country's laws are mild they must support him though they still reviled grieved abject scorned insulted and betrayed of god unmindful and of man afraid no more he talked twas pain twas shame to speak his heart was sinking and his frame was weak his sister died with such serene delight he once again began to think her right poor like himself the happy spinster lay and sweet assurance blessed her dying day 
poor like the spinster he when death was nigh assured of nothing felt afraid to die the cheerful clerks who sometimes passed the door just mentioned abel and then thought no more so abel pondering on his state forlorn looked round for comfort and was chased by scorn and now we saw him on the beach reclined or causeless walking in the wintry wind and when it raised a loud and angry sea he stood and gazed in wretched reverie he heeded not the frost the rain the snow close by the sea he walked alone and slow sometimes his frame through many an hour he spread upon a tombstone moveless as the dead and was there found a sad and silent place there would he creep with slow and measured pace then would he wander by the river's side and fix his eyes upon the falling tide the deep dry ditch the rushes in the fen and mossy crag-pits were his lodgings then there to his discontented thought a prey the melancholy mortal pined away the neighbouring poor at length began to speak of abel's ramblings he'd been gone a week they knew not where and little care they took for one so friendless and so poor to look at last a stranger in a pedlar's shed beheld him hanging he had long been dead he left a paper penned at sundry times entitled thus my groanings and my crimes i was a christian man and none could lay aught to my charge i walked the narrow way all then was simple faith serene and pure my hope was steadfast and my prospects sure then was i tried by want and sickness sore but these i clapped my shield of faith before and cares and wants and man's rebukes i bore alas new foes assailed me i was vain they stung my pride and they confused my brain oh these deluders with what glee they saw their simple dupe transgress the righteous law twas joy to them to view that dreadful strife when faith and frailty ward for more than life so with their pleasures they beguiled the heart then with their logic they allayed the smart they proved so thought i then with reason strong that no man's feelings ever led him wrong and thus i went as on the varnished ice the smooth career of unbelief and vice oft would the youths with sprightly speech and bold their witty tales of naughty priests unfold twas all a craft they said a cunning trade not she the priests but priests religion made so i believed no abel to thy grief so thou relinquished all that was belief i grew as very flint and when the rest laughed at devotion i enjoyed the jest but this all vanished like the morning dew when unemployed and poor again i grew yea i was doubly poor for i was wicked too the mouse that trespassed and the treasure stole found his lean body fitted to the hole till having fatted he was forced to stay and fasting starve his stolen bulk away ah worse for me grown poor i yet remain in sinful bonds and pray and fast in vain at length i thought although these friends of sin have spread their net and caught their prey therein 
though my hard heart could not for mercy call because though great my grief my faith was small yet as the sick on skilful men rely the soul diseased may to a doctor fly a famous one there was whose skill had wrought cures past belief and him the sinner sought numbers there were defiled by mire and filth whom he recovered by his goodly tilth come then i said let me the man behold and tell my case i saw him and i told with trembling voice o oh, reverend sir i said i once believed and was then misled and now such doubts my sinful soul beset i dare not say that i'm a christian yet canst thou good sir by thy superior skill inform my judgment and direct my will ah give me thy cordial let my soul have rest and be the outward man alone distressed for at my state i tremble tremble more said the good man and then rejoice therefore tis good to tremble prospects then are fair when the lost soul is plunged in deep despair once thou wert simply honest just and pure whole as thou thought'st and never wished a cure now thou hast plunged in folly shame and disgrace now thou art an object meet for healing grace no merit thine no virtue hope belief nothing hast thou but misery sin and grief the best the only titles to relief what must i do i said my soul to free do nothing man it will be done for thee but must i not my reverend guide believe if thou art called thou wilt the faith receive but i repent not angry he replied if thou art called thou needest not beside attend on us and if tis heaven's decree the call will come if not ah woe for thee there then i waited ever on the watch a spark of hope a ray of light to catch his words fell softly like the flakes of snow but i could never find my heart o'erflow he cried aloud till in the flock began the sigh the tear as caught from man to man they wept and they rejoiced and there was i hard as a flint and as the desert dry to me no tokens of the call would come i felt my sentence and received my doom but i complained let thy repining cease o man of sin for they thy guilt increase it bloweth where it listeth die in peace in peace and perish i replied impart some better comfort to a burdened heart alas the priest returned can i direct the heavenly call do i proclaim the elect raise not thy voice against the eternal will but take thy part with sinners and be still alas for me no more the times of peace are mine on earth in death my pains may cease foes to my soul ye young seducers know what serious ills from your amusements flow opinions you with so much ease profess overwhelm the simple and their minds oppress let such be happy nor with reason strong that make them wretched prove their notions wrong let them proceed in that they deem the way fast when they will and at their pleasure pray 
yes i have pity for my brethren's lot and so had dives but it helped him not and is it thus i'm full of doubts adieu perhaps his reverence is mistaken too footnote twelve it has been a subject of greater vexation to me than such trifle ought to be that i could not without destroying all appearance of arrangement separate these melancholy narratives and place the fallen clerk in office at a greater distance from the clerk of the parish especially as they resembled each other in several particulars both being tempted seduced and wretched yet there are i conceive considerable marks of distinction their guilt is of different kind nor would either have committed the offence of the other the clerk of the parish could break the commandment but he could not have been induced to have disowned an article of that creed for which he had so bravely contended and on which he fully relied and the upright mind of the clerk in office would have secured him from being guilty of wrong and robbery though his weak and vacillating intellect could not preserve him from infidelity and profaneness their melancholy is nearly alike but not its consequences Yakin retained his belief and though he hated life he could never be induced to quit it voluntarily but abel was driven to terminate his misery in a way which the unfixedness of his religious opinions rather accelerated than retarded i am therefore not without hope that the more observant of my readers will perceive many marks of discrimination in these characters end of letter twenty one